Hi guys, this is Pestilian. Welcome to another team podcast with a special guest, Tweak. Something to note about this podcast is we're all very passionate about the game Escape from Tarkov, but none of us are actually directly connected to the game itself. So we're not devs, we're not connected to BSG at all. So these are all just our personal opinions. Uh, Slush Puppy and Veritas both are qualified uh, coders and software engineers kind of people. Uh, Tweak has a coding background and I'm just a gamer. So take that into account uh, while you're listening to us. We, we do talk about different things that will just give perspective as well. So without further ado, oh, one last thing before I crack into it. You're going to hear some Discord, Discord. You're going to hear some Discord noises. Um, I do actually get rid of them later on. I'm sorry about that. But unfortunately, it's just uh, I only just installed Discord on this computer. And for some reason, they all went off like crazy during the, the stream, but I fixed it up later on. So I apologize for that. Let's start off. Tweak, you, you made a video, it was about 30 minutes long, and you're saying that Tarkle's in a state of, let's say, trouble. And firstly, what inspired you to make that video? And we'll go from there. So the reason why I made the video in the first place was generally just out of frustration. Um, I almost selfishly made that video just because I wanted a vent. That, that, that was pretty much the reason why I made it. So at the start of the stream, I got some stuff from the guys in the chat, you know, people in my community that were frustrated about things as well. We used some of those as talking points in the video. And yeah, like the main reason behind it was I'm just kind of getting fed up with the same issues coming up time after time patch after patch they say it's fixed but it's not and i just kind of want to get it out there um at the time whether it sparked a huge community response or not i kind of just wanted to get my points out there and just kind of get it off my chest yeah that's fair um i suppose i guess it's why like um we've had a lot of frustration a lot of us have frustrated with t things in the game and um uh, at least for us We've got an opportunity to actually have a platform to vent. Like we've all got YouTube channels. We've got our streams. You know, we've got ways of vent, venting. Um, I think uh, as a community, I have never been asked so much about a video besides, I think, LG. LG's video is probably the only other video out there that people have asked me so much about. Am I hearing some Discord noise in the background? Uh, I think that was me. Sorry. All right. I muted when I ripped my vape, so I didn't interrupt your point. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, every 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 ten seconds, have you seen Tweak's video? <laughs> yeah, in my channel. I'm sorry. It's, it's the only it. time it gets worse is when Pastilli's doing a zero to forty challenge, and it, people come in and say, "I'm watching it on the other screen, man. I'm not even trying to stream right now. I'm just watching Pest stream on stream, bro." <laughs> um, so there were a lot of points brought up. Um, probably the all right, where, where do you want to start? Let's go with um, a lot of the returning issues, like hit reg, armor values being changed a lot. Uh, Ver Veritas makes plenty of information on this kind of stuff. What, what what can you tell us about all the issues that keep coming back, going back and forth, Veritas? Like, you have at least a coding background as well, so you you know more information than this than me. Yeah, I mean, from... From my perspective, the the hardest thing to to deal with is there's so many things that affect something like what people call hit reg uh, that it's hard to know if what we're seeing is like a regression 
is it a step backwards or is it something new? You know, uh, it's hard to know if it's because of, you know, medical animations and adding that into the game somehow fucks up your hitbox or, you know, there's, there's a million things that can affect it. So for me, it's always hard to say this is the same thing that happened a month ago or two months ago or three months ago. Um, and so many things change and so many things change when a patch hits and in between patches, you know, when they're doing like ninja hotfixes to change ricochet values or whenever there's other bugs having to do with um, like the face shields either being like super ricocheting bullets or not too long ago, they literally were completely ineffective. And it seems like every day they're either one or the other. 50% of my chat comes in and says, I'm so sick of getting one tap through my $100,000 ruble helmet. And then the next person that comes in says, I'm sick of shooting 75 bullets into someone's face mask. And they're in, and it's like, what? I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's, <laughs> it's literally impossible to know what yeah. the hell is actually going on. And if they're changing things for different people, A-B testing, or if there's 20 different bugs or what. It's just like kind of chaos. <clears throat> I think some of the helmets are placebo. And they're just testing them on us. They don't, they're not actually helmets. <laughs> Cosmetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Slush was like in Chorline last night, and I saw him, he was just like running a rune. And if, last patch, no one used a rune, ever. Oh, I was just trying to play. Man, I, was ta I, I fought... There was two. There was four guys on the roof and three guys on the ground. All of them firing on me, and I just blew them all away. Like just stood there in a fort in a Ronin and just tanked all of them and destroyed them. Like, easy. And there, there was a one clip where I was wearing a Alton and a fort where where there was four guys. They surprised me. All of them sprayed full clips into me, and I survived. And I had the time to like stop, like shoot one, kill one, reload, kill two, reload, kill another. Like there was. You you're basically invincible, but then when I'm killing people in armor, they they're dying very quickly. So I, I is is it armor or are you just a shit shot or what is what is happening? Like it's is your is your internet so bad that you're not even hitting them? Hmm. Is, is there's a, there's a million things like so, it it doesn't I I don't think it's been that bad for me. I haven't encountered that many bugs, but. Some people have encountered a lot. One of the interesting things is like, people are um, like saying it's like game breaking and the meta's changing and and it's kind of like this game just goes through these waves of where it's at with like metas and all that stuff. I've, I've argued in the past that they really shouldn't change ammo values, armor values until the game's closer to completion and just let there be metas. Like, okay, this is the M4 meta or this is the Fort meta. Or, the problem I find is we... Constantly just, it's great for Anton. Anton makes an armor video every week if he wanted to. He could do it every 15 minutes. And, you know, <laughs> it gives you something to do. But it's, yeah. it's as you're saying, uh, Veritas, sorry, is, is one person will come to your chat and say, oh, the 6B helmet's ridiculous right now. And then, like, a week later, they'll probably make it absolutely atrocious. And then, so, there's all these people that think that 6B helmet's over, overpowered, and they're running 6Bs again. They're still running 6Bs, and you're just like, ah, pff, idiot. Um, it's, it's, it, and this is where tweak video comes in because the frustration comes out. It's like, where do we, uh, where do we like, I know we're testers, but so the thing is, is that it, 
from a software perspective, you can't test unless you have reasonable expectations for what the desired results are supposed to be. We don't know what ricochet chance is. We don't know what the pen chance is and the frag chance. If they publish those values, if you hovered over the helmet and it said, you know, uh, whatever the, the, the properties of the armor was, and the bullets said exactly it wasn't some guy, you know, reverse engineering the stuff and throwing it up on a, a, an Excel page. It was the devs telling us, hey, this is supposed to fragment 33% of the time. Then you can actually do objective testing. But we, we can't do any of that. We're sort of thrown in there and kind of watched through a, a window as like the <laughs> test subjects. And there's somebody with a clipboard, you know, and we're banging on the window saying we're getting our asses kicked in here. Help us out. Um, I, I think like more visibility into what the state of everything is in terms of how they're supposed to behave means that we can actually validate whether it happens that way or not. That's the only way we can do testing and we can do science. This guy's, this guy's uh, like, I've been complaining about this forever is the patch notes. There's just none. Like I tweak mentioned this in his video. This has been like one of the things I complain about continuously technical fixes cheers boys like that's fucking terrible that is nothing man like what the fuck is technical fixes honestly what are you supposed to do with that man it's ridiculous but yeah anyway that's just that's just straight up flaming isn't it <laughs> that they, <laughs> I, I just want to see we reduce the 6b how i or we change the way the the server uh interacts with the files that you're sending us or something like that that was causing this now it should be fixed it's like you, they they surely know what they fixed because they're uploading a patch all they have to do is just click on it and just go okay we all right we're using uh whatever fucking type of git we're using what are the delta changes in the classes click on them what is the change ah we changed this oh, i remember what that was yeah we changed this yeah okay 6b is gonna not gonna ricochet anymore Done. Write it down on a piece of paper, bro. Not that hard. It that gives like, me the shits. The the thing is, and this is this is one of the main gripes I have with the way they kind of manage their relations with their community. Is is the fact that there's there's very little transparency. Um that frustrates me because you know it, it leads off what Slush was saying. Like <laughs> What's a technical fix? You know, what 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 are these what are these patches you guys are pushing out? Why can't we get a detailed list of, you know, what you're changing on a consistent basis? Like if you're patching the game once a week, well, why can't we get a set of patch notes once a week? Like what's the yeah. big deal behind that? Why why is it so secretive? Uh one other well, thing as well is just like it, it's just consistency. Like where's the consistency? There is none right now. It's like every day you play the game and everything feels different all of a sudden because they're just randomly shadow patching certain things and just not telling us it's just i, I don't understand it mm. well they say they seem to be able to change uh like server side things like the traders and and stuff like that without even pushing patches which uh veritas and i were talking about this the other day we, the the way the um the traders are used like you, if you open up a trader or, or your client uh sends a uh rest api request to the server and the server returns a json file 
which is just a, essentially for no, no one that knows is essentially just a csv like a an excel spreadsheet essentially of what he's going to be on the trader and it just gets sent back and then your computer interprets the display of that and then puts sprites on your screen and just says okay there's this 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 and this they can change the response to that at any time so your your end will always send the same api request it will say open therapist and then their server will always get an open therapist request and then it'll just send back a different file depending on what is the state of the server they can change that shit without even pushing updates to us so we will never know like if they change the way things work on the other end uh, for for traders we have no idea and that's the result of a lot of bugs when you click on something and you get the uh, not necessarily the item move error but the the price has changed or whatever it's because literally between the time you open the window and the time you purchase something it's very possible that they change something that now you were expecting to buy it at a one ruble and now it's three they need to invalidate that and it just so happens the user experience sucks well it probably is um it probably is the the problem that like the item move error probably is actually caused by that because you will have um if your inventory would be uh, controlled through the, the the REST API as well, which means that when you make an inventory request like moving money, then the, I, I would say the actual problem with the, the item move quest usually has to do with stackable items. And I would say that it's causing uh, the, the actual problem that is causing it is that it's sending a, you are stacking something on your end and it's saying, okay, I now have, 150,000 rubles in this stack and then it's sending it through to the server and then the server's saying you can't have 150,000 rubles in a stack something has changed on your end which means you've either caused a bug or you are trying to change something in the with like cheat engine so we are going to reset your stash back to our last uh requested json layout of it and it goes back and then it it, it just re- reverses it back which it, it's i would say that is what the item move error is yeah you're causing a buffer overflow of one of the thingos or you're going outside the parameters of what could stack in a money stack or something like because it's always stackable items that causes it but that's just my professional coding opinion yeah um, i know for a fact <laughs> if you do a heap of uh adjustments to a weapon or uh your 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 inventory and then you repair your armor the value of the armor changes and then for some reason there's a like a flip in the brain of the the coding and it just goes auto move error um oh, i can guarantee you go into a raid get your armor damage come out of the raid i can't replicate it every time but i know for a fact that's one of the main issues i always repair my armor first now before i do other things in hope and that's the same yeah. because sorry go on go for it no, that's that's when um, that's at the point where the information that you have client side, it's accruing all of these changes. When you're moving something up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down, I'm assuming the way it works is it's literally just saying, here's a move. They put it in a list. Here's a move. They put it in a list. And as soon as you hit escape and you go back a menu or you go to do something that requires server communication, then it says, oh, here's a bunch of changes. Send it all. And then it fails. Um, and that's what armor, you know, armor involves changing a value. Um, hitting escape and leaving your menu is when they do the sync. So that's why you'll do a hundred things and then it all get fucked on you. And and this yeah goes back to leading to frustration because it's like these things that have been around for so long is what causes frustration with people that play the game a lot. And then I couldn't couldn't imagine someone who um, they're doing like the gunsmith task and they're like making guns and they're getting errors and it's like I like I said in my video about how I was watching Sequisha, I was just lurking there. And he made the M4 for one of the gunsmith tasks three times. And 
couldn't believe it. Like, I was like, this is, like, so annoying to watch. Just, like, every time he, he finishes the gun and it's like, item of error. And it goes back to being yeah. trash. And it's just like, fuck. It, <clears throat> it could, uh, someone said in there, uh, yeah, a timer, as, as you just said in chat, Veritas, there could be a refresh timer that happens at certain times if you're sitting in the menu. But you, you could you could very simply test that by using Wireshark and then just sitting in the menu and then just watching its communication with the server. Um, but that's something that we shouldn't have to do. That's devs' jobs. So exactly, uh, and I think yeah, this comes back. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I'll just this. Uh, so I, I, I say this a lot. We are testers, but we aren't the people to fix the game. We just find errors. We report the errors. That is it. Not our job to fix them. So tweet, go, sorry, man. No, I was just going to expand on what you were saying about like you know you do the stuff in your stash and you repair your armor, you get the move item bug as well. For whatever reason, I've noticed this happens super consistently with, with like, say you get out of a rage, you've got a gold chain and like a filter and you want to go put it in your, your scav box or whatever, your junk box. Uh, as soon as you open it and put the items in there and close it and try to do anything else, it'll generate a move item error as well, like 9 out of 10 times. It's just something I've noticed as well. I wonder if that's, if, if all of these things that, um, that we're talking about, they were probably implemented in such a way to get around duping to get around stuff like that so it's it's like a double-edged sword it's just like the armor stuff where they're collecting all this information third hand they probably have some analytics but you know a lot of it's probably just bug reports and people are really shitty at reporting bugs and explaining what the deal is or explaining what the objective behavior of some feature is you know so there ends up being a bunch of dupers so they end up saying okay what we're going to do is we're just going to make it so that you can't dupe but it's going to end up screwing up a bunch of people that aren't duping in these other edge cases that maybe we haven't coded for uh or you know armor's too good let's tone it down oh now it's too bad let's tone it up oh now it's too good let's tone it down and then but then there's other bugs at play like hit reg or like the end screen stats you know or stuff like that where it's they're just responding to a lot of stuff where they're responding to our feedback and our feedback is based on a complete lack of understanding of how things should be where I think if they educated us, even if they published the that JSON file or they made the API open or they made it so that you could, um, I don't know what their official stance is on if you you know were to grab that JSON file somehow, whether it's Wireshark or whatever, and, and look at that information. Because if, if I had objective, objective data, I could go through and test whether or not that data is, was implemented correctly. Whereas now I don't know if... It does, you know, the helmet doesn't work 10% of the time because it's coded to not work 10% of the time, or because there's a bug that happens 10% of the time. Yeah. So speaking about helmets, then, so if the current issue is based around them changing the value of the, I'll say deflection. What's the fucking word? Uh, ricochet chance. Ricochet. Um, if the if it's based around the value of the ricochet chance, and we're not actually, they're actually not being stopped, but they're being ricocheted a lot higher chance of the time now. Because I think, Slash, you were saying that there was one time you tested a helmet, it was like eight hits, the next time it was like 15. Um, yeah, uh, so there was an Alton. Alton deflected 2995 on the first and then uh, took eight to kill on the second. So I would say it's, it's some kind of ricochet chance that is of a high enough value to allow you to still be one-tapped. Because I've one-tapped people through... Six Bs, and I've also had half mags just fly off their heads, like, and you can see them pinging off their heads in slow mo. And it's, I think it's just a chance, but the chance is being set to too high somehow. 
it could be any amount of thing. They could have changed anything in the game that affected that. There is obviously a lot of mechanics. And I think this is where... And it will be demo also. All right, so I think this is where, um, coming back to those patch notes and or just a change log where we can go, hey, they've changed this. This is why. And then you wouldn't be like, have people going, oh my God, oh my God. Like, we could actually go, oh, this is why they've done it. They've changed it to see testing on the ricochet. And then maybe they'll dial ricochet down. Over there, Um... Well, I was going to say that there's a ricochet chance on the helmets, but then there's also a pen chance on the bullets, and then there's also a fragmentation chance on the bullets. So the only way that you could do, and this is what I, why I started to do the science videos like I did when I first did that leg meta video, was I collected like, I don't remember how many thousand many. data points. Because you can't do three and you know make any sort of conclusion. You, you just can't. So... um we don't have the ability to to do tests on, until we have offline mode with friends and stuff. It's super impractical and super expensive and super time consuming. Um, so like, yeah, publishing that information would be great. Although it's a double edged sword. You guys know, as soon as they publish that information, it, the complaining would be, they don't tell us it would then shift over to 85% of the community screaming that why did they up the chance from 25 to 75 I somehow know what the percentage should be. Re, oh my God, it, you're, there's never going to be a good solution to this that's going to make everybody that, happy. It sucks, but... Yeah, it's exactly like CSGO. They change something, and they'll tell you exactly what it is. So you're like, we changed the fire rate of the 5.7, it now does this, and people are just like, oh, 5.7 was my favorite gun. I have a stat track 5.7, fuck you. And that's... So it's, it's always going to be like that. Like you, people have their favorite guns. They have the everyone's an armchair game developer. They think what is the best. Something that annoys you, just because it annoys you, doesn't mean that it is a bad design choice. Like a seatbelt in a car isn't a bad design choice because it chafes your nipples sometimes. It's like it's it's there to save your life. Some things in games are shit. They annoy you. They're there to make it more entertaining. Scabs, scabs are scabs are annoying. For any of you guys that have played the played the game long enough, yeah, scabs can really give you the shits. Try playing it without scabs. I've played it without scabs. I'm sure you guys have all played it without scabs. How boring is the game when there's no one to alert people to other people's locations? You just walk around in empty maps. Yeah, you need them, hundred percent. They do suck sometimes. They will kill you, but you need them. Yeah, there was a comment in chat. I wonder how much of a difference removing RNG would make, at least until until the things like netcode, hit reg, um, other things that are kind of fundamental to the behavior of the game, zeroing, FOV, all that stuff. Um, as soon as you nail that stuff, then I feel like you can then start to add, you know, like what diablo and all those games have where it's like oh you have crit chance now and you have all these other things like i think those are great for the game and they make cool dynamic different things where sometimes you get lucky and, and it's exciting and sometimes you get unlucky and it sucks um but but yeah i feel like they introduced that way too early and there's way too many moving parts that can just lead to what we see now which is half of the people saying everything is overpowered and then the other half of the people saying everything's underpowered um Sorry, I was just trying to stop that beeping noise. Um, well, if we had... There was a point in time where there was no scavs in the game at all. And at the moment, people are saying that the scavs are just stupidly crazy. I know about... Um, 
it would have been like maybe about three three wipes ago there was a point where they said all right we'll just remove the scars and make it a pvp like only it was shit it was so fucking shit yeah it was it was beyond that shit. was that was when you could still check how many people were in raids yeah and, I, was and like, uh, I remember yeah i remember going in with the packets in and just saying zero and just being like well i guess i'll just loot marked room and leave like i don't know <laughs> um just uh and then so we i did a video recently about the scavs on nighttime factory because i was trying to level up my snipers and it was just i got some really crazy footage they were like arms bent out like this and they were like shooting me through a wall i was like what they did dial it down very recently and it was really good i think that was um uh i think where they're at now is hard but not ridiculous i i, I don't know you guys might have noticed that they're um still too op or not but i think Right now, I'm not really struggling too much against scavs again. Could be because yeah. of my armor, but well, their behavior is is genius. Yes. Yeah. They they two they people. I think that, that it's a combination of two things that are really annoying people. People are still treating them like they are mice to be crushed or ants to be crushed. I don't know who goes around crushing mice, but you um. You used to just be like, I okay, walk up, there's seven scabs there, just stand there and just go, boop, 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 and just take them out. You can't do that anymore. And people are getting smashed. Like, you, you sort of need to treat them like players now because they they play a lot better. But also, the their ability to sort of zone in shots with a close-range weapon at a phenomenal distance is really pissing people off. And I think that's something they do need to change is... Like if you have if a scav has a shotgun, he should not try to engage you from three hundred meters out. He should be smart enough to go. All right, I've got a Saiga. I'm not going to full auto it at your face from two hundred meters away because it's not going to work. I should try and hide and ambush you, and that's that's just more evolved behavior that'll come in time. But it's I I think that's one of the things that's really annoying people is that they are hit scan. The long and uh, Nikita stated this in uh, in uh, Clean's chat. I think that the longer a scab is looking at you, the more zoned in his aim will be. So if you don't take cover, say you're open in woods, if he's got a 10 second zone on you, he will continue to get more and more accurate. He, the scabs are hit scan. They don't have bullet drop, so they are going to be hit scanning onto you more and more accurately with a shotgun from 200 meters, and their ability to hit you goes up. If you're getting one tap by scabs. A lot of the time, what you'll find, and this happened to me the other day, is a sniper scav will see you, aggro to you, have a direct line of sight, and instead of yelling something, he'll do his behavior of flipping you the bird and then start trying to, like, say the sniper scav is up on top of the roof, he'll flip you the bird, and then he'll try and move to a different position. As he's moving to the different position, he'll move eight meters. That'll take him three to four seconds. By that time, his hit chance will have gone up to 70% or something like that, and then he shoots once without making a single noise and one taps you in the head. That's behavior is coded into the game and is meant to happen. It just so happens that you have no warning, and that's like how it's meant to be, but usually he'd be like, hey, man, I'm going to shoot you, and then then you get a warning, but you didn't get it that time. It's... And obviously, yeah, they shoot through fences and stuff like that. It's obviously a bug, but there are some behaviors that are, are going to be smashing you. Well, even though they're meant to be in the game, well, they do look like bugs. What your comments about that in your video tweak? I've, I've forgotten it for some reason. Um, 
so the main the main point I went on was that they're just far too aimbody. It's uh, I know I know it's a dead topic, you know, to keep saying it over and over again because we've all said it a thousand times. But um, I, for some reason, more recently, I feel like the second I turn a corner, they're they're right on you. There, there's no even if their back is turned to you and you get within a certain distance of them, that's I feel like it's reasonable enough for them to, you know, not have detected you're there yet. And then they just turn around, they do their moonwalk, and then they put five Saigas into you. And, you know, in that in that time, you think, okay, he's got his back turned to me. I can maybe, maybe move over here. But then all of a sudden, you take that one step too close, and he still might be like, you know, 50 to 80 meters away from you. And he'll still turn around and black out your arm, black out your leg. Um, also, I've noticed this a ton recently, too. I, I can't remember this happening before, but it goes on to what you're saying about the scavs tracking onto you, and then the longer they're tracked onto you, the more accurate they become. And then taking cover is supposed to maybe, you know, turn that back a little bit, give you some breathing space, but, you know, they still continue to shoot you through trees. You see this on woods all the time, but even on other maps, when you take hard cover, if you try to re-peak them again, the second you go to re-peak and a millimeter yeah. of your arm is showing, they'll shoot you. Yeah, you need a repeat for somewhere else. Yeah, I, I think that that's actually because th this was confirmed as well that they continue to hold their aim on you even after you're behind cover for a certain amount of time in case you do repeat. So that, I think they have like a, uh, I don't know, I can't confirm it, but I think it's like a 1.5 second or a two second or something like that where they are still locked onto you. And when you're behind a tree or something like that and they're continuing to, to shoot you or behind bushes or something, it means that whatever you are behind has not, registered as a collision with the scavs vision and so they are still locked onto you and so if they continue to shoot they've still got you and their aim is continuing to build so you need to you need to break like you need to break proper you need to break line of sight through another object until they actually like stop shooting you and then uh then you're ready to go yeah, I think what they they've been doing every every patch has been tweaking maybe one or two, at least different values. Where like last patch they were they were super aim body, but like eighty five percent of the time you could just walk up next to them and then they would slowly turn, look at you, and like you said, flip you the bird. Um, so their aim the aim bodiness wasn't so drastic, um, or it wasn't as noticeable because. Anybody with two eyes could see the scab from a mile away and have plenty of time to just line up a headshot on them not moving. But the fact now that they're moving so quickly, it's so dynamic. And even if their their aim values haven't changed at all, um, their perception seems to have gone through the roof where they, they see you too quickly, they see you from too far, they see you through bushes. So that coupled with the aim bodiness makes it so that it's unrealistic and sort of immersion breaking when you're standing out in the, in a field and there's a bush and you're getting shot and you can't tell from where. And it just so happens that the guy is in the bush and you know, you just see the barrel come and sticking out through it. Um, so a while I, so ago, I think with a couple of tweaks, they could make it better. A while ago they are, and they can't remember where I read it, but there was a, there was a post about how with scabs, if you aim at them, you aggro them with or without a laser, you literally just aim at them, you'll aggro them. And, and I've seen this heat. Yeah. And that still happens. Yeah. And so, for example, if you go on a map and like customs and you're on one side of the bridge and they're on the other side and you like literally just see them and you just like cross your crosshair over them, that is sometimes enough to aggro them. Like just try it over the yeah. next few days when you're playing and it can happen on any map you'll at hear any them. distance. 
Yep. Yeah, that that happened to me today. I was I was jumping down the rocks to Shoreline, and there was one that was like near the car. Couldn't even see me. I was like completely through a tree, and I sort of looked in his direction, and I just heard Shoshili from behind the car, and then he just started shooting at me. And I'm like, well, I can't even see him. How is he seeing me? Like, it's just a, a mechanic within the game. I can I understand why they do it. It's pure to make it so scabs don't just stand there like like a full. Like they're actually moving around and stuff. I'd love to actually see more like further pathing of scabs. I think it's a different topic, I guess. But um, to add to the realism, like they don't just sit. You don't always just have two scabs sitting at the other side of uh, the customs bridge at the ice cream hut. Like they might go for a walk. You know, might go check out the the bridge or whatever. If they, I want them to loot. That'd be cool. Like I want them to like go and actually look through stuff oh, and yeah. loot things. They killed a scab. They, they killed a PMC and then picked up the helmet or the armor. Yep. Oh. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. That would make it much harder to, to know AI versus non-AI too, because that's the one thing. As soon as you see somebody with a, a gun, a secondary on their back, yeah. or they're looting, you instantly know it's a it's a player. That would oh my god! Can you imagine if they just made it so that a scav could have potentially a rifle on his back, or might yeah. be just crouching next to? Didn't even have to loot. Don't even have them pick up the stuff. Just have it look like they're looting. Even a dead scav yeah. that would be unbelievable. Yeah. Or just picking up someone's gun and just doing a burst on it because they haven't shot that gun before. <laughs> <laughs> a group of them all shooting oh. in the air. Swajili! <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool. Um, or, or just even just like hanging out and actually like they, if, they're, if they're not scavenging, why are they just walking around? What are they, what are they doing? Are they, are, they, are they just checking out the trees? Like... Like, well, I don't, I don't see the deal. They walk around on the highway outside of customs. That's a, it's a terrible position to walk around. Like they're, they're armed. Their gun is up. They're at the ready, but they're standing out in the open on a highway. Make them camp in, go inside and sit in the, in the, uh, what's his face? Sit in the shop or something like that. Sit around a fire and play a guitar. I don't know. Chill I want to walk in the kitchen man. on customs and see him smoking cigarettes around the table in the kitchen, and all of a sudden they all yep. stand up when you come in. Like, oh yep. my god! Yep. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I want to say. Laying on the bed in dorms, walking around dorms, just swearing at each other in dorms, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, or lay, like laying traps for you. So, like, if you if you come into dorms and there is one laying on the bed, and he hears a footstep, you hear him. You hear his feet hit the ground, and then you hear like hush talking, and then you don't know where they are. They're waiting in a room or something like that. They're they're up against the wall, waiting to shoot you when you come through the wall or something like that, or come through the door, like that kind of stuff. Or or they're waiting until you walk past the door and then they burst out the door and then start shooting. Or they shoot through the door even, like <laughs> that kind of stuff. I I like I want I want them to be that smart that they are like like remember Fear One, how good the AI was in that, where they'd flank you and stuff and oh and my call it god man, like I want that them to be was that so good. incredible. Yeah, I want them to be that good. The scab boss minions, I feel like, are a step in that direction where yeah. you'll normally with a scav, if you run into a room, close the door, and start healing, you have all the time in the world because they're just sitting yeah. there like slowly walking backwards or whatever. But scab boss, they'll open, they'll bre breach the door, and they'll push you, and it's that, that, that's yeah, yeah. Those those things are all amazing as long as they have other realistic things like like perception. And and a lot yeah. of times, if I'm like running through a field and they have a shotgun. And they're hitting me, you know, they hit me and then they hit me and then they hit me with every shot. Part of, I mean, I get mad at that, but you have to realize too that if I have a 153 
and somebody's running through an open field, I'm going to hit 90% of those shots, you know, so it's not unrealistic to, to get to have the feeling of aim bodiness from them. Um, but yeah. like I said, it's what, what makes it broken is the fact that they can see you through unrealistic, uh, you know, in, in unrealistic situations, they can see you too yeah. soon. They flip to you too soon. Um, yeah. The the one thing like this sort of calls me back to some I, I had a discussion with someone once about Dark Souls and why I enjoy Dark Souls and that's uh, the difference between force difficulty and actual difficulty and force difficulty is when you play a game like Dark Souls and the boss is the same on a higher difficulty except they've just jacked his help up, health up to ten times uh, the the scav is the same scab bosses are the same except they've just jacked their health up and made them uh made them aimbot they're not smarter like you want like different difficulty like you the boss that you fight on a different difficulty you want him to have like you want him to be faster have better moves like to be able to like counteract your moves not just have shit loads of health that's like that's just artificial difficulty like it's you want you want something that's like it feels different when they're stronger like you don't want just tanks so scavs that are in tarkov at the moment they've got like a difficulty slider right and that's what bsg do, yeah. does to control so every scav's got rng or which scavs terminated scav to which one's like the guy that does absolutely nothing at work and just sits around the shit all right so um maybe part of the 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 slider shouldn't really be about how more much more accurate they are but more about how they react and how they they flank can maybe they control other sta- scavs too and push other scavs to flanks you know instead of just making it so instant lock under heads and, and shoot people in the face because best player in the world doesn't matter if, if a scav instantly shoots you in the face with a gun that can kill you in the face no matter what you're gonna die and it's probably not what we want like you don't want to have zero chance of survival when you yeah. when you see a certain scav, you still want to have that uh, that chance to be able to beat them, uh, even if it just requires you running away and then approaching it from a different angle or doing something different. But if you just get instantly locked on and headshot, that's totally not what we want. And I think that's where a lot of the oh. frustrations happen because the slider's gone too much, too up too much on too many scavs. Now we go into a raid, and if like the first one takes out your legs, the second one gets you in the face, and because you couldn't move. Yeah. See, that's like that's like CSGO bot difficulty. Like they all behave in the exactly the same way, except uh they all have different timers on how quickly they rip your face off. That's that's amateur stuff. We don't you don't want that in your game. That doesn't make a game fun. That just it's just every every time you face a different difficulty, you don't have to learn a new moveset or learn how to play better. You just have to be faster at one thing. And at the moment, that is essentially what it is. You have to be fast enough to just one tap a scab or 50 tap him in the head, depending on what is going on with the servers. But you have the the only thing that has changed with the scabs, except that they do the peaking and the running thing. That's a good move in the right direction. The scab the scab boss minions push you really hard. That's a good move in the same direction. But the um the thing where they um they actually just like rip onto your head. That's that. I don't like that. That's that's amateur. That's amateur difficulty raising. That's not the kind of thing that I want to say. I feel like something that I, I mean, I, and I'm not a game developer, so there, I'm sure there's tons of probably documentation 
you know, published white papers and stuff about how to do AI that I don't know about. But like, I feel like a decent starting point would be I would take if I was if I was going to make a game in my basement right now, I'd have me and 20 friends all stand on a road and have somebody run by and I would literally time them. And as soon as they saw something. Oh, okay, cool. It took you three seconds. It took you two and a half seconds. It took you. 900 milliseconds or whatever to get a realistic idea for the accuracy of guns your how how far people are able to hear you realistically um not you know if a scav is turned the other direction 80 meters down the road looking the other way and i'm walking there's no reason why he should turn around and look at me um if i'm running and i shoot my gun he should absolutely turn around right away right but but things like what they see what they hear and how often they hit they should just be within realistic parameters. It'd be cool if it was all based on like community averages or something like that. But then you just have people spamming mm -hmm. the ground offline or whatever to uh, to throw off the averages. But but that's what <laughs> it should be. It should be it should just be like real people. You should not be able to tell the difference in a perfect world. Yeah. So they should. We, base need it off. we need everyone to go out and just sit on their doorstep and shoot the mailman when he comes. And then <laughs> it's like, like it's how we're gonna get. Uh, it's how we're gonna get it. And then. Uh, Everyone's in jail, <laughs> and we played <laughs> jail Tarkov. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, moving on from scavs. Um, a very interesting point Tweek brought up, and I made a small comment about it on his channel. Uh, was about the uh the XP on quest, lack of end game, options for end game. I think it was really interesting because right now it's the most ca casual friendly game Tarkov's ever been. Um, you now have the opportunity to get nearly level 40 just purely off quest XP. And you now have a flea market to get you any task item or key that you need to get those quests complete. Whereas previously you'd have to farm the keys or the items yourself, which could be quite time consuming and or difficult. I like the changes. Tweak doesn't. And just, just to, for the people that haven't seen it, Tweak, I, honestly, I like your, I like people's opinions as well though. So let people know why you don't like the changes and we'll go from there. So, I come from a background of hard games. Like, I, I used to play pretty much, like, at a professional level on, like, Rainbow Six Vegas 1 and 2. Both, you know, very unforgiving hardcore-style games. Uh, used to play hardcore mode on Call of Duty. Uh, you know, I love the Dark Souls series. Like, the Dark Souls series is one of my favorite series of games I've ever played. Uh, I love... I love the grind. I love the learning curve. I love, you know, the difficulty. I love that rewarding feeling you get when you achieve something in a game that just continues to kick your ass over and over again. And that's why I loved getting into EFT in the first place, because I remember like it was the first time in a long time I'd felt like for the first month or two, I was like, oh my God, I'm so shit at this game. You know? <laughs> and, and Tarkov just, man, it just has a way of shitting on you. It doesn't matter what your background is in shooters, unless you're Shroud. Uh, but like 99% of the player base, you're going to have a struggle when you start playing this game. And over time, I guess I've just kind of lost some of the magic. I know the most efficient ways to get to level 40. You know, you do your tasks, you know, you do certain tasks at certain times. You do these three tasks in one go, maximize your XP and stuff. But I would love for them to just kind of slow it down a bit. Now I feel like it's it's too quick to get to level 40, to get all of the end game stuff. It's happening too quickly for, let's say, the top... I don't know. I want to say that 10% of the player base now is at the end game. 
at least. Uh, and in my opinion, the end game isn't necessarily level 40. I, I reckon the end game is probably when you get access to Ragman level 3 and you get the Gen 4 mobility. At that point, you have level 4 Peacekeeper if you've been doing your tasks. You know, you have access to the, the Fast MT, the FAL, the RSAS, the M4, you know, all, all the good end game guns. And I, I think they need to go the opposite direction. I think they need to slow down the progression of the game and like stagger it out a bit, like make us really work for things, make it more difficult. And I'm I'm not even 100% sure myself at this stage what I'd like to see them change with regards to that. But something I'd love to see is for people that love grinding out games like that, like myself, to just make it longer for the people that want it to be a longer experience. Like, you know, similar-ish to what they're doing in Call of Duty with the prestige system. Uh, I think that would have a great place in Tarkov with some kind of stupid cosmetic thing. It doesn't have to be an unlockable, you know, that'll give you an advantage over everybody else in the game. I wouldn't care if it was just a cosmetic item. Just give us the option to keep grinding over and over again just for some stupid little badge or something. And that would be, uh, that'd, that'd be something I'd love to see in the game. So the only, the only, yeah. like, well, the first thing that comes to mind with that is that the, the way that you play the game now is not the way that you're even intended to play the game in the future, right? Like, but when they have the open world and they have traders all over the place, um, it, like they could take the time to implement something like a prestige system. I have no idea if that's a, a two day thing or a two month thing or, you know, a two year thing. Um, but when I'm, I'm picturing when the game comes out in one or 20 years, however many it is that it's a completely different progression. It's a completely, they're going to have like the quest they have now, they say they're placeholders, um, all of the XP and everything. It's everything's going to be so different that, if they if this was a shipped game now that I went to GameStop and bought for my Xbox, I'd be pissed about the progression being totally lame because there's the replayability is terrible. But given that they've changed so many things and add so many things, and a lot of the stuff is placeholders to probably honestly test mechanics and to test things like hit reg and and server performance and um, so like those are the things that I think we have to sort of maybe deal with and work around while while they figure out a lot of the basics um but yeah i don't know what do you guys think so pretty much um i've leveled to 40 probably more than anyone here but the the issue is there's no end game it, there'd be no problem going to 40 in, in 30 minutes to 30 hours it doesn't make any difference if the end game can hold it forever kind of thing like um the issue is there is no end game um i think i i totally agree with tweak though there it's too easy now um but I like the idea that casual players have the ability to get to 40. So there, there's no more complaints about there's a wipe because a lot of people would be turned off because of wipes because they put all that time into getting to being able to use that gear and as soon as they get it, they lose it because they've put all that time in. They never got the good chance to use it. They removed a lot of tasks a long time ago that were actually really hard. I actually searched Cotton Punisher Part 6 tonight. He... It used to be you had one hour to kill 20 bears, right? Now That was fun. That was fun. For me, as someone who's really competitive, timed quests were hated by the, the casual player because they'd never have the opportunity to complete it. But I wouldn't care if there was a quest line that was purely shit like that. Really difficult quests. Yeah, some people might cheese them. Good on them. But for me, I'd personally try and go do those quests. I think they've touched on it a little bit with the Mosin. Uh, they've got the four PMCs in a woods run. Um, that's like the very last of the Mosin quest line. But 
Punisher Part 4 used to be kill 25 scavs in one hour on customs. Um, they, they changed that to two hours, and then they removed the timer. Then Punisher Part 6 used to be kill 20 bears in uh, one hour, and then they changed it to 30 bears in three hours, and then they removed the timer. Um, that's the kind of stuff that would make <clears throat> me grind particular quests for yeah. the fun of it. Took Cotton four well, attempts to get... Um, I think that's the thing. Like People think, uh, oh, I should just be able to do this the first time. Well, jig. We'll go back to Dark Souls because I think that has a really good difficulty curve. Did you kill the bosses in Dark Souls every time the first time? Be a pretty shit game if you did, bro. Well, Could uh, take Warcraft you about fucking game. two hours to finish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and that that's the that's the background I come from. I spent months grinding, like on the on the uh, early access service, the new patches. I would spend like ages in there grinding the raids like working out strats and stuff like every i have seen the raid bosses in wrath of the lich king oh well i definitely saw them more than my girlfriend she left me so when i was playing too much wow so, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, i was it's like that's you that's fun that's cool you spend a time with your boys so one of the things What's... i think we have to do and i think the devs have to do is is really focus on what the root problem is and i think a lot of people have a hard time uh, and i have this you know in, in my with my software career um people have a hard time articulating what the problem is everybody says time quests suck i hate time quests the problem is not that the quest has a timer the problem is that that there are certain things that are blocked behind it that aren't just like benefits they're not just like prestige items or skins or whatever it's like you can't get the key or that you need for this other quest line um so like people keep mentioning daily quests monthly quests weekly quests whatever if there were just things that you got rewarded for the challenge then the people who have problems with it aren't blocked from progressing through the game and people that love the challenge can reap the benefits of it uh, I think that's like a good way to balance it. The problem, like I said, is not the timers. It's that you need to be this good to progress through the game. And, and I think that's, um, I, I like that personally, but that's prohibitive, I think, to to growing a community to all skill levels. You're exactly you know? right with the, um, the issue was that part six had the Epsilon container and majority of the play base, well, I said majority, a lot of the play base had standard edition so they didn't have the gamma container therefore they wanted to get the epsilon if you can't complete the quest you can't get the biggest container therefore it's fucked valid i think that's 100 yeah. percent valid and, and, and it's it's right maybe maybe don't have probably the most important item in their game for a standard user locked behind a very 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 difficult task but maybe have it on something else and then still have those very difficult tasks for people that like to just have the fun of trying to beat an achievement lack of better words but one one thing that you could do that i think would be really really easy to add to the game is after level 40 after level 50 whatever wherever you put it like probably level 50 this patch level 40 last patch every level you get just add a new row to your add a new row to your inventory should increase your inventory size something to work towards i want a bigger inventory i'm gonna keep leveling like is that it's not Super difficult. Reduce the prices by one percent for every level you get. I don't know. Something simple. Yeah, just small incentives. 
But it goes back to Veritas saying that if this isn't the game that they want to have eventually. But uh, the issue is this is the game we've got now. Um, but it, it, it doesn't like matter what they want to have eventually. These are just really simple things that they could put in there to make the game last longer than a month. And then we would want to keep playing it and streaming it. Like one, the one thing that, that I think about this game right now is if someone, if I watched you play this game, if this was my first time coming into this game and I watched you play this game, Pest, and this is on PlayStation 1, I'd rent it for Blockbuster and take it back. That's that is what that is what I would be doing. I would rent this game for a week, play it, and play it on PS1 for a week, and then take it back. That is exactly what I would do with the EFT. It's it's no it's I'm already level 40 and I took this wipe really easy like not even barely trying I, I know that I've played a lot of the game I play I play like six seven hours a night but when I was a kid I'd play six seven hours a night of, of uh PlayStation you don't you don't achieve this kind of thumb physique without uh getting there bro but uh you like this is the kind of game that you would rent for blockbuster for a week at the moment and it needs just something, just a multiplayer with ranked or something like that. Arena. It needs arena. Let's be honest. Arena. Yeah. You got the best gunplay in the world on any game, yet we can't yeah. do it a proper competitive 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, 5v5 mode. Yeah. It's what's killing us. If, if Even if the arena was fucking buggy as all fuck at least it gives us yeah. something to fucking rage about besides yeah. something else like i had a really good idea for an arena style game where it's sort of like uh capture the flag you could have it literally on any map what you do is you place a and it fits in with the theme you place a radioactive isotope on the uh on the map somewhere and everyone has gamma uh sorry um geiger mule account geiger account yeah, and you and you can see where it is in a within a certain radius, and you put it in the middle of the map. Whoever picks it up and extracts with it wins. Can sell that for two hundred thousand, two hundred thousand rubles or something like that. That's all it is. That's all the map. There's no there's no loot on it. There's there's no scavs. Just a Geiger Mueller counter, just putting you towards the radioactive isotope. Everyone knows where you are when you've got it. Everyone's fighting you. Once you die, you're out. Too bad. Like I don't know whether you have it so your gear gets taken in it. It doesn't really matter. I mean, you might as well. People are going to hatch it, run it, and try and get it, and then charge off with it with maximum strength, like Ghost. Um, it's uh, it's like, well, he wouldn't, he wouldn't hatch it, run it, no. Um, but uh, I think that it'd be a really easy way, a really easy end game to implement. But just it doesn't have to be forever. It doesn't have to be in the game forever. It's just a stopgap for a little while. So the, the the I think the 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 issue that would come from that, as much as I would love that, and I think it would be fantastic, is that with such a small dev team, what they'd then have to do for the next weeks is move away from bug fixes and and all that yeah. other shit. To they 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 need to like quadruple their staff. To meet i think what is the demand for features and fixes but then that's a whole other can of worms like you know slush coming from a software background yeah that as soon as you want to add a new feature well now there's a hundred new potential bugs there's a ten thousand new people angry about the bugs that you've just created with this new feature and that you're not fixing because you created this new feature that uh they're really kind of screwed no matter what they do they're damned if they do they're damned if they don't um people either complain about content there's no content 
or we haven't gotten new maps or why are we putting out new content? Why are they putting out new maps when XYZ is broken? It really is a lose-lose. No matter what they do, there's always something we wish they had done, and I think it comes down to resources. Yeah. So, yeah. From a development perspective, because you guys actually do coding, say I, say I really just legitimately wanted to copy-paste factory, and then to queue for this alternate factory, you had to queue as a three-man, so you'd only go against another three-man. There's two spawns instead of six. You spawn on one side, you one team spawns on the other. Don't even need to have a leaderboard for it. You could literally just have one map where it's a, it's a six max six max players, three v three only, and that would be it. Like it, I would be happy with that. And just so mm. I got constant three man battles on factory, winner takes all. But mm. we all die with so. with no with no tech debt and properly architected code. That's a weekend's worth of work. Yeah. <laughs> With a Let code base right that's, been, that's been <laughs> shit on, I'm sure, by a thousand people over the course of 10 years that has, you know, issues with outdated engines and tons of tech debt and spaghetti code and all kinds of issues. That is literally a worst nightmare. Like my worst nightmare at, at my job would be to implement this specific super easy feature should be super easy, right? Whenever anybody thinks that it's easy, it's almost always the complete opposite. And the things that people envision are super, super hard are generally way easier because especially new stuff that's completely independent like a new map making a new map is easier than copying factory because factory probably has a thousand bugs that have been latent in it forever making a new yeah. map you get to start fresh with a brand new file and you know it's, it's yeah and they you know. they like you look at interchange that probably has a completely different optimization way to uh that that it works to like when they made factory they probably use this specific optimization way all of the objects on there have this specific code in them that's that's why like things fall through the floor on factory because they probably have this class of collisions on them whereas every other map has this class of collisions on them and it's so it's 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 as they're going they're upgrading and they're trying to make uh they're trying to make every map that they build in the future easier to build and better and they just it's it's a question that's infinity like uh there's a there's a great example of that it's like uh someone approaches a um uh developer and says we want an application that uh tells us whenever someone takes a um a picture of a bird in a national park that'll cost two thousand dollars uh, and we want us to tell them what kind of bird it is. That'll cost ten million. Like it's it's a simple thing. Seems simple enough. It's gonna cost shitloads more. Like it's yep. Well, Prophet made the point that the games made a lot of money. Why can't they expand their team and make more people um, help out? I've got no idea. Like just, honestly, uh, I'm, I'm just a gamer. I'm not a coder. I'm not a business runner i'm just that can anyone help it's not easy to find good people it's not easy to find good people and 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 you don't want people working you know there's only so many like remote folks that you're going to want because there's issues with time zones and all that all that kind of stuff we uh, my company is near the boston area and we have a hard time finding people that we think are competent that we'd want to join our team um so to be to think that you could just get 75 people to come work for your company, you know, when you literally have a local office that you want them to come to because you generally have better results, it's it's harder than you'd think. Brain drain, man. 
some country like australia suffers from it massively no one wants to develop in australia the pay is extraordinarily low the government does not fund any kind of game development everyone just moves to america i can imagine it being the same in russia i cannot i cannot think that uh russia's infrastructure or games funding would be any better than australia's like it's it just doesn't i don't know anything about like the the government funding for arts development or game development in russia but i would assume it would be worse than australia's and why would you want to work there you have a you have a degree in computer science you have the ability to earn over two hundred thousand dollars a year and live in a super nice place and they you decide to stay in st petersburg where you're only going to earn fuck all because the government won't help you fund your projects it's not going to happen like people are leaving man well that's that's just want to throw this out quick. there real quick do you guys do you guys know how many people work for battle state games just out of curiosity i've got a guess of 17 i've always guessed that they've got somewhere between like 30 and 50 devs but that i yeah. don't know what that's based on well it's 80 plus um there was an article written about them in the uh, one of the Unity dev blogs, that the Battlestate Games development team was a group of eighty plus people. Could so, could some of those be contractors, or is that developers, or does that include like interns and marketing folks? And that's that's the thing. It's not stated specifically whether that's the amount of people that actually work in the studio, or whether it's you know people that are working elsewhere for the company or interns, etc. But that is just the rough number because for some reason, a lot of the um, I noticed a lot of the comments coming back to me, like off the video on YouTube and Reddit, were saying like people were saying, "No, it's, it's a tiny little company. It's a small, little, you know, independent company, and there's only 15 people working there." Um, and I, I don't know where people got that number from, but yeah, I just mm. wanted to throw that out there. 80 seems like Is such it... a, a an awkward number to have. I've been I've been a part yeah. of teams that were four, and I've been a part of teams. Uh, and I've been a part of companies that have 10,000, and I feel like the in between of 80, 90, 100, that's like. It almost feels like the worst, yeah, the worst bit, the worst amount of people. I, I think that would be like the it's like ten, like five to ten developers, five to ten art designers, five to ten PR managers. Like sound it's guy. it's going to be that kind of yeah, five to ten sound guys. Like you've seen in the videos before, they have like sound guys. They go and record rivers and guns and shit like that, and the and the that kind of stuff. But the oh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Anyway, <laughs> so I completely lost my train of thought there. <laughs> well, ah, oh, yeah, no, I remember now. Well, one of the things that sort of like gets me is that a lot of people are sort of blaming the uh, developers on the uh, on this side of thing, and they're saying, "Oh, it's the devs, it's the devs, it's the devs," like this kind of shit. It's it's not the developers that are choosing to fix these specific bugs. They're, they will be handed down orders from the top of the chain. Veritas knows this. I know this. You will be told to fix a certain bug, even if you think it is the worst fucking thing to do. Excuse my French. Stop swearing as much. Even if you think it is the worst possible thing to do at this possible time, even if you think I could just do another job for two weeks and then it'll make all of these other jobs in the future fine, they will say, no, hard code a crappy fix for this right now. The community is going crazy. You have to be on this now. That's where they're. That's where they're. Uh, all of their drive is. That's where all the direction is coming from. It may kill their drive to do good work. 
sometimes it does it's happened to me uh if you are being led in these directions and doing this kind of thing sometimes it can make it really hard for you to build a good code base because you've got people that don't code driving a team that has no idea they have no idea what they're doing but they're telling you what to do like i would go to meetings and someone would say can you do this and i would go oh no we, we we've never tested that on this platform that could take months and my boss would just go yep we can do it that's that's and that was it it was done it was done it was it was deli- it had to be delivered in two weeks that's uh, that's a pack a day for me in 12 hour days for the next two weeks <laughs> like that's yeah. that's how it is it's like, it's yeah. people that don't code telling you how you should code and architect your stuff and how you yeah. should implement things and people who don't yeah. use the product or who don't represent the community making decisions about what the features should be uh yeah that's it's always a recipe for disaster that that's one thing i find like a lot of people are always devs 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 this devs that devs fuck this devs hate this devs have done this it's not the devs they're not they won't just they're not deciding what they're doing they're just working as hard as they can it is battle state as a whole probably the project management of the entire thing and it seems to be that it is, is the game is exhibiting what I, as having project management experience in the past, would consider to be scope creep in the fact that they are just going and expanding and expanding into what they believe is the right thing to do. But I, I'm, I'm sure Nikita is a fantastic guy and absolutely loves the game, but as a project they have set a roadmap they said we're going to release this map this map this map this map the gaps between the maps are getting longer and longer they're releasing maps that are not even on the roadmap they're not adhering to the roadmap at all they're just putting random they're just driving towards random things now the scope is creeping it's the perfect way to kill a project are they doing it because the game exploded and they've got heaps of money now and they can focus on different things maybe but it's like they're it seems to me that it's less about the devs fucking things up and it's more about the entire project just sort of direction expanding and losing direction. It needs to be refocused to a razor point and fix itself. And yeah, that's that comes back, the devs. comes back full circle to like, we don't need a hundred maps and 10,000 guns and a million things. We need like a, a good set of core fundamentals that, that then they could build off of but try convincing a community of however many thousands of people that are playing the game. We're not going to do anything for four months that it's going to take us to, you know, to re-architect everything and to get the fundamentals working. The, the game will die in that time if they do nothing. Uh, it's it's literally damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's they're just gonna it, they're gonna limp along. They're gonna create ten bugs for every three features that they do, and that's just how the software is going to work. And it's slowly going to get better. Slowly going to get better and it's going to take a few years and in my experience that's what happens with basically every software project in the in the i can't even remember right now but when you load up the game of tarkov go to the pick a map screen there's like seven or eight maps i think there's eight Hmm. maybe like this is my mind get those done get the original plan done then worry about all the extra cool stuff I, i i honestly don't know what goes through the the world of BSG headquarters, but it's kind of like, oh, that'd be cool to add. Oh, this would be sick. Let's get fucking this in there. And it's just like, oh my God. The roadmap for 2018, they've hit a few now. I remember we spoke about this not too long ago, like maybe two months ago. 
and they'd hit like one. They've hit a few of that roadmap, but there is a lot not that hasn't been hit. And when I said the Tarkov wouldn't be released until 2020 at best, maybe 2021, I even feel like that's far-fetched sometimes, to be honest. But I don't know. Just me, just my tangent. But no, there, there is also occasions where, like, you, you will be coding something and it will look like very little progress. And this is this is something that happens a lot in coding. You will be you will be coding along, doing your doing your shit. It will seem like nothing is happening. You're doing all background stuff. It shows absolutely no no surface no surface value at all. It's all just background API stuff or whatever that you want to be doing. And then all of a sudden, it just goes bam, new map, bam, new map, bam, new map because you've made a really good architecture. Like it's it's when like if you if you're building a game engine, that will that will take months, even years before literally anything is displayed in 3D. But all of a sudden, it's like oh, we got a game engine now. We can build games. Like it's all right. So what about you need 2018 slash? Well, upgrading to that. Oh, that's a that's a tough one. That's, it's all it's about a, building a foundation. If your foundation's all rickety and and you know adding a new room. A new shiny new room is going to be great until the shiny new room falls apart underneath the crap that it was built on. Um, yeah. You see, that's the thing. Like they've also openly stated that, like, like they said this on the podcast, um, that a lot of the problems uh, that keep repeating are because of the baseline, you know, spaghetti code that was written on the original version of Unity that they were first working on, and they're currently trying to work all that out of the game and build new foundations, but like. In doing that, it's just mm. everything just keeps well, getting mixed up and wires keep getting crossed, you know? I, I think that a lot of people think that upgrading to a new version of Unity is just uh, loading up Unity and just going upgrade. Whereas, like, if, I don't know, any anyone that's ever opened Unity before and put a player controller in knows that it feels nothing like Tarkov. Like, you, they have clearly made massive amounts of changes to the... Uh, to the actual base engine if they just upgrade straight to unity it will die the entire game they they could they could try it but it'll get so many errors the game wouldn't even launch if they did that they would need to spend like they they it's not wise of them to just go okay upgrade and then we'll just fix the errors they need to go through and find out what have they changed of the actual base classes of the unity engine and how will that translate to the new engine and then move it across it's a long process what, what- what what I think honestly they they need to do is change the the how how the the work is sliced up such that rather than put out ten features and then have you know ten ten people working on features and one person working on bugs it needs to be one person working on two people working on features and eight people working on bugs until finally you start to bang down uh, all of that tech debt and. You're able to make progress while still providing new content, but just in smaller smaller quantities. You, we get a, a gun a month instead of seven guns every six weeks or whatever, um, because I think the the priorities should right now should be based on stability, performance, playability. Um, that was ten, and then it can shift, and it can shift later into like now the game is done and we're just shipping DLC every week with new patches and new skins and new guns and, um, but. But right now, I think they're too focused on adding more, which is awesome if nothing ever broke. Uh, but every time they add more, they break the thing that they added. And then also, 
the you know the old stuff which is not like i don't i'm not even flaming the devs that's literally just what happens where you know you can what i can do is i can take 50 percent more time 75 percent more time to implement the feature and do it right and it'll get out in six weeks or i could rush it out in four and then spend the next 10 weeks fixing bullshit right so do we want crap for 14 weeks or do we want something really nice for six or eight and product says well we can get something in six cool let's do it and it's like what no that's not what i wanted and you know then everybody hates you for it and all the developers sit and they read the app reviews all day and feel sad and depressed and want to look for other jobs but but people at the head don't don't think about that they just want the shiny new thing and uh it doesn't matter how rickety the house is as long as there's a uh a golden rooster on the top of it for a little literal metaphor that is in the game right now. After they just want you to It felt good. The game felt really good before 10 five night and day. Yeah. Like the hit yeah. reg and the ragdolls. It was like a totally different game. Uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then, and then after a few weeks without any patches, it started to degrade it's almost like if you have a, a mobile app that you have open for a while and it starts to just like there's a big memory leak and it just starts to feel crappy. But it's like it's almost like you get that feeling with like the servers where it just everything feels great and then it feels like trash. Um, I wonder what that is. But you guys are no better than me. It's just no, but like seriously, like I remember like after ten two here and people were like, oh, that was a bit of a bit of a hype up for nothing, and I was like. I'm loving this right now. Like the game felt really yeah. good, and people are like, "Oh, they didn't." Yeah, I like that. Remember the patch notes? We were going through the patch notes, and it was like 400 things long. And we're like, they never write patch notes like this. What the fuck's going on here? And yeah, ten point two was one of the best patches I've ever seen. I know it didn't have a new map. I know it didn't have new guns and new random any, shit. New guns or anything. Best patch I've seen. It fixed. 100%. Do you guys remember just before they released the update that added the M1A and how great the game was then? Then all yeah. of a sudden that M1A patch dropped and everything went to shit. Whatever. They what came with that? Just, I don't even remember. I just remember specifically that when they added the M1A, the game just took a huge step backwards. That was in nine, eight April, I think no, last year. Full patched on. It was, was it? point seven. It was point seven. It was April eighteenth. Remember eighteenth of April when my YouTube took off. Yeah. <laughs> when my channel kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel so new. <laughs> That's what I put out of the round. I hadn't been playing long enough, I think. Mechanic of Ragman Gods. Channel took off. Yeah. That's when I drank beer and played Tarkov and my channel kicked off. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It was either point seven or point eight. Anyway, but um it's yeah, Ted 2 was really good. And then, and this, this is why I put out my video where I was like one step forward, two steps back. Flea Market's a fucking amazing addition. Um, mm. We haven't touched on the uh, whole trader thing. We'll get on that soon. But the actual Flea Market itself is absolutely amazing. I think Nikita came out and said he's based it off EVE Online, and it's exactly that. It's You go on EVE Online's market, and it's it's pretty full on, and it's just like that. Um, mm. the, the, the healing and meta animations... I've found two bugs with them so far um, that are one's pretty crazy. Um, apparently, I haven't fully tested it yet. You can stop a healing animation halfway through. It's as long as it's not a bleed or a break. You stop a healing animation halfway through and it'll still fully heal. Just kind of, yeah, kind of weird. Um, 
But, yeah, I've tested that as well. And then I'll sometimes get a healing animation, just doesn't heal. Just it just does this thing all the time, like he's doing a dance. Honestly, um, I think the second one's been fixed. But uh, where was I going with that? Moving to traders now. This is a really interesting one because <laughs> it's. I think tweak. Correct me if I'm wrong. You said that it's not a complete. It hasn't got the full uh, player effect on the whole market. Therefore, changing it to three hours is kind of just like saying, "Hey, we're going to test out this cool thing, but we haven't finished test, got it all there yet." So it's kind of like just deal with it. Um, what 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 are, what are your opinions on the whole three hour thing? Three hour trade. I think so. it's just putting the. I think it's just putting the cart before the horse. That's that's the right phrase, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. But anyway, like I, they they've talked about this on the podcast, where the whole idea of the flea market is obviously eventually they want to get to a stage where it's a player-run economy. They want everything to go through players, and the less interaction the players have with traders, the better. You know, we they want their own little functional economy there with people who you know their job in EFT might just be a trader you know what i mean they'll have their own storefronts eventually this this is all stuff that they've spoken about on the podcast before but what i don't understand is especially in its infancy the flea market currently is just open to people abusing the system um and that's something you know we we're all guilty of first week of the patch hell yeah i'm gonna make you know 20k off every salo i want to sell here because i leveled up quick enough to do it and look you know most of us here are guilty of doing that to make a quick buck at but the start of the white you didn't buy 100 Oh, no. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. But when you get to the stage where the second that the traders reset, that all the high level ammo is immediately bought out by what I'm assuming is either like groups of people using macros oh. because like that, that shit's going immediately. Either yeah. that or there's just a ton of people sitting there ready to buy it up immediately. A ton of people. And then and then they're just straight away putting it right onto the flea market for, you know, four or five times the price, even even more in some cases. And oh. For me, it's like, okay, I've put in the work, I've put in the time, I've got this stuff, but oh, hang on, this shiny new MP7 that I have 15 of them chilling in my stash that I can never get ammo for unless it's the hollow points. Um, you know, because, you know, this guy over here who doesn't even, probably doesn't really play the game that much, he plays the flea market more than he probably does raids, <laughs> is buying out all the ammo before I can even have a chance at grabbing a thousand rounds that'll last me, I don't know, a couple of hours. But yeah, in increasing the trader times to three hours, all it's done is made it frustrating without having any of the other player built economy in there, any systems that would be there to combat people abusing the system. And I just don't really understand why they decided to change it to three hours when none of the other, you know, systems they'd spoken about have been implemented yet. It doesn't make sense to have it in the game right now. So I, I could, I understand why they did it, but, uh, and how they could have possibly missed, uh, or overthought or, or, you know, or, sorry, uh, it been had it been an oversight that that they wouldn't realize that people are just gonna macro out all of the stuff. Uh, what what I think is should be easy for us to do is is say okay, clearly they missed something, clearly they made a mistake, or clearly you know they're moving towards something. In the interim, we need to either make it so that there's a limit per person, or make it so that the limit of the item um, is unlimited. I think making the item unlimited ruins the whole supply demand factor of it and sort of kills what they're trying to go towards with the free market. Whereas I, I think putting a, a limit per person is much more realistic um, because in the real world, there's a limit on the supply of things that, that, that a, a producer can produce, which controls the price because you're controlling the supply. 
Um, oh. But then there's also uh, a limit on how much uh, p- uh, any company is willing to sell to any individual, right? I, I use yeah. the metaphor on the stream where when the new iPhone comes out, if there's 300 people waiting in line, Apple's not going to sell 300 to the person in first <laughs> in line. Oh, I made my money. No, yeah, crap whore would do that because he's a moron. But you know, he'd rather much rather sell one to 300 people than 300 to one because that's how a free market works. You want happy customers. Otherwise, you'll have somebody to fill that that market need. But that's the that depends if you want raw capitalism or a socialist touch on it, though, doesn't it? <laughs> we can un- <laughs> don't 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 think that they're playing like three D political socioeconomic chess here. They just didn't nah. think about it. <laughs> no, nah. I I I have yeah, I've suggested the the uh, limit per PMC uh, on mine on my stream before as well, and I think that's the best idea for that. But once again, is coding that? Super difficult? Probably, yes. Probably actually insanely different difficult. You then you need to you will probably have to keep into account how many uh how many ammo each single person has. That's something completely new. Is that a thing that happens when you open the is that a thing that happens when you open the actual uh traders is it recognizing who you are and uh, well i suppose it's recognizing a level so it's getting some kind of id but it could be insanely difficult to code like could be really hard just set it to a lot what they need to do to 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 replicate what i think they want is or a stopgap is to put get rid of the the traders altogether for most of the items make it so that therapist sells like painkillers and bandages and ai2s and that's it or whatever and then have everything else the supply be much more if you had a flea market and you opened up the marks room and there was a cache of 100 gpus now like oh shit i'm a i can now the, the supply isn't completely made up so, so that it's just ten thousand every three hours it actually becomes organic and i don't know maybe that's a bad idea that was just the first thing that came to mind but um no actually i, I like that idea more um have less items sold by the traders and have more sold by people that find stuff in the game. Um, that way you're actually putting back the emphasis on going to raids to actually loot right now. You just literally, I don't know, you can focus more on just making money off the flea market just by traders, like buying items and selling them to other people that are lower level that need requests or they want to try out an armor cause they're not that higher level. Instead you make it so the emphasis is on actually do maybe barter trades, more barter trades, less actual straight ruble trades, and then more looting straight from uh, from raids where you put the items that you find in raids up on the flea market, bringing more people into scavenging in a survival apocalyptic fucked up world. Okay, just uh, going to the... Sorry, you guys like... No, I was just going to say, I believe that's the end goal. I mean... They were talking about it the other day in Clean Stream where the Gen 4 armor should be barter only. And I believe Nikita just said that himself in the chat. And I don't think it's meant to be just purchasable right now. I'm pretty sure they fully intend on making a lot of these endgame items barter only. And also adding in ammo packages, like, you know, the 120 round boxes you find at BT or BS around. Adding in those boxes for barter only in, you know at Propor, whatever trader that sells them is going to be eventually the, you know, the, the goal that they're trying to get to with regards to how the economy is supposed to work. It's not just about to be, or it's, it's not about who has the most money and who can buy the most stuff. And, you know, it, it's going to come down to, oh shit, I don't have any 
power cords that I need to trade for this ammo that I need for this gun. Well, better go do a scav run, try and get some, or, you know, do a pistol run and go try and scavenge some from interchange or something like that. Or trade something for power cords on the market, even. Yeah, ex exactly, and, yeah. That's, and that's that guy needs spark plugs for a different kind of ammo because he has this kind of gun. Yeah, right now the, the market is completely driven. 99.9% .9 is is driven by the price you can purchase it from the trader, which is, it's such a fake sort of thing. But what, I think what we need to do is just be realistic and reasonable about, they implemented this system. We know it's a, a stopgap. We know it's an intermediate system on the way to some end thing. I think it's much more reasonable to say, let's not have them build 20 new features to make this interim thing work. Let's just have them patch something to prevent the annoying thing that we experience during this interim thing work, which is limiting per person, right? Like something simple um, or simple, I don't know, right? But but something temporary to help um, what is a pain point. Yeah. And if they can, if they can patch on the fly ricochet values, uh, you know, I think that they sh that's something that they should be able to to, uh, to at least build in going forward to the architecture, the ability to to do things like that. And and the simple fix for the market would be increase ammo quantities. That'd be it. I think that's the most peeved for most people is wanting to use a specific gun with a specific, uh, specific ammo. Like I I can't buy the full gen full armors at the moment. I've just been using the high mobility high mobility ones. That'd be a deal. But it's just like. But if I can't use my MP7 ammo, that's frustrating. I want to be able to kill people. Do you think that's better than if they put a limit like a thousand rounds per person per three hours? Like I think that ends up being less of a fake market force so if, and more because once you increase the supply, you ruin the price. If I had a thousand rounds per three hours for MP7 ammo, I'd probably save three, four thousand rounds. I'd buy my three hours worth before resets and then go hard with an MP7 for like an hour because I take in 200 plus rounds of raid, shoot 80% of them. So for me, that's like six raids for a thousand rounds. 67 yeah. raids. What, one thing that uh, so Odd Boss has just pointed this out is they need to add more ammo to the loot table. Like, why? Okay, so in. I am. I am in an apocalyptic situation. I need a gun to survive against baddies. I'll tell you the one thing. I'm uh, number. There's three things I'm picking up: water, food, ammo. I've got my gun. Why don't they have shitloads of ammo? Like, why don't these guys have boxes of ammo? They're scavenging for stuff. They should have massive boxes of ammo. They should be grabbing that to take that home and I don't know, defend their fucking hovel or whatever from baddies. Grab a heap of ammo. I think the scavs should have boxes of ammo more often than not. I think it should be like pretty much guaranteed that you're going to get some kind of ammo. So one of the things like that this. also Nikita mentioned that that I don't think a lot of people knew about, or at least I saw him post on Reddit, that they're planning on, I don't know when, putting a limit per person on on uh, traders. Um, so I don't know if that's this week, if that's next month or whatever, but, uh, but I think like, wouldn't that just solve it? Wouldn't that just solve the problem? Um, I missed that. I was reading chat. <laughs> <laughs> putting a putting a right. limit on the the number of of the quantity of items that that any one person could purchase within some amount of time. How does that not make the flea market still? You still have a limited supply, 
So the price still, if there was an unlimited supply, then then it makes it so that the flea market is essentially they're gonna people are gonna be selling it for one ruble over the price of the trader because everybody's just gonna bring it down to essentially the the false floor. Um, whereas if there's still a limited supply, um, you're just gonna have a lot more people. Um, fighting for that sale, right? There's not going to be 10 million and there's not going to be one. It's going to be 50. And as soon as you have 50 people competing, you're going to end up with a reasonable market yep. value, in my opinion. I think for me personally, um, I, the flea market, I want unrestricted at all. I, I just, I like a, a fully player and flea market where there's no set values. Uh, I just want to make that clear right now. So I don't think any restrictions on the flea market at all is a good idea. Make it 100% free reign. You can put up for 100 million rubles or you can put up for one ruble. That's up to you. And trade whatever way you want. Um, with the traders, I still like the idea more of moving towards a scavenging kind of world with, with barter trades over just using my rubles to buy cash. Sorry, buy, buy bulk amounts. So if you decide you could buy... For this reset, you get, uh, let's go with 3,000 ammo. You could buy 10 armors and four guns. Would it work? Probably. Would it be annoying? Probably more. I, don't, I, I personally don't know how it would be implemented well that someone who plays nonstop for three hours straight can, can enjoy it and that plays for a fast-paced kind of game as well as the person who just spends 45 minutes plus into a shoreline run five times in a reset compared to me playing factory 40 raids in three hours. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. Like I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how it balances out over the players play styles. Cause this game is the best thing about this game. Is you have the play style of any way you want to play. You could be a fully aggressive person. You can exit extra camp. None of them's wrong. None of them's right. You know? It's that's the best thing. One of the best things about this game, the less restrictions you put in, the better in my opinion you're better off just removing stuff and making it so there's other ways of getting it um yeah that discord notification is really annoying um just give me one sec guys i'm gonna lose the picture for a second put it in a streamer mode it should be in streamer mode yeah i wonder i i can't think of any other thing that annoys me about the flea market honestly other than the limited the limited supply and like the people with, I mean, essentially the, then other people with macros or bots or whatever, uh, or just like 1% of the people being able to be quick enough to buy the stuff. Uh, it seems like it, it's been operating pretty well and it's been a nice quality of life improvement for completing tasks and finding things that otherwise you'd have to do a thousand runs searching through bookshelves for. Um, I don't know. What do yeah, you think, no, Tweak? Is there anything? It's, it's uh, as as far as I'm concerned, the flea market is one of the best things they've ever implemented into the game. I think, yeah, it had a shaky start for like the first day or two with a couple of bugs here and there. But other than that, it was, you know, it, it's perfect. Like, it's great. And there's only a couple of things they need to change in order to make it perfect. And I think that by the time they're finished adding in all the systems, all the systems that they want to have in the game, I think it'll be a great balance between the auction house, the flea market, and players likely, you know, having limited access, you know, to their traders where it's only going to be like barter items. It's going to open up a lot of trades where, you know, barter items are going to be a thing. Your money is going to be less important. And I think going forward, that should be the way the game is. Like, it should be harder to acquire all of this end game gear instead of just saying, oh, 
Did a factory run, got a couple of one five threes and a few other bits and pieces, you know, sell these. Yeah, buy a Gen 4. Now, next raid, I got a Gen 4, you know. I like the idea that if it I should saw be, it should be harder. someone fully geared, that was an exciting time. Like, yep. holy shit, this guy's wearing a fort and an Elton. I'm going to go to my, out of my way to try and kill this guy. Instead of like, oh, there's another fort Elton guy. Yep. Yeah. Like, get excited over uh, top end gear loot instead of <laughs> it being common. Because it's going to be super common. Give it like two more weeks when heaps of people are level 40. Like, I'm talking heaps. There already is. It's going to be mass Gen 4s, Ford Armors, Eltons, Fast MTs. The last two days on NA, I got I got absolutely caught. And I had, like, literally, like, you guys saw how much I was raging last night. Oh, my God. You don't rage, it, mate. Because I, uh, it, I, got, I got caught in, uh, in, like, the transitioning point where, like, the app, like, a large chunk of people hit the point where they could start to acquire that stuff. And I'm still running around as if... 10% of the people are hatchlings, 30% of the people have Paka on, and nobody's got helmets. And then all of a sudden, it's like every raid I, I run into a dude with an Alton, and it's like, shit, I'm still using PS ammo. I, I haven't had to, I haven't even had to think about the armor penning ammo at all. It hasn't even been a thing until all of a sudden now, when everybody's running the high end gear, now it's, you know, and, and you know, mm -hmm. there's bugs around helmets and armor and stuff. It's like, oh, okay. wow, I got to change my playstyle. I've been using the Val. That's. That's your go-to. The Val or the 995, man. Like, it's the only ammo you can buy that's that's strong enough. A Val isn't strong enough to pen a helmet, but its sheer volume as it's coming out of the gun is uh, is perfect. 995 is powerful enough to kill anything. They're the only ammos you can buy in unlimited supply. The only reason I've been using them. I like other guns. I'll use other guns, but I'm not going to until I can kill people with them. I've been using two guns. Let's say 58 and the Val. I can get pretty much unlimited M62, M61, and SP6. Ammo. That won't last for long, though. Uh, M61 won't last for long. That's on a. That's. Nope. It's too expensive. This tweak to was tweak was saying that in his video. It's five dollars a nah. round. So is nine nine five almost. Cost a thousand dollars for three hundred of a man. That doesn't matter to someone that has five hundred million rubles. They don't give a shit. Because they're going to make a dollar off every round. And how many did they just buy? 40,000. <laughs> something something about the top 1%. This is how economics works, etc. Seize the means of production. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing is... Yeah. I feel like it's... A, we're, 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 the, the meta switching, as Slush and I were saying, like we move over to an SA-58 or an ASVL because the ammo is there and it's available to use. If, if it does go that M61 sells out, I guess once the demand goes, why is someone going to stock up, you know, 600,000 M61 rounds if no one's buying them at the exuberant price? Exorbitant? Exuberant. Anyway, Veritas? <sighs> to me, it all comes down to it all comes down to the fact that that the supply always come in this case the supply always comes from businesses none of us can be manufacturers um and and by that i mean we can't because we can't like what oddboss said we can't find large quantities of ammo the only place to get ammo is prep or you know and so because of that the supply comes from one place there is actually literally 
almost no competition. There's the trader, and then there's the few people that are able to buy from the trader. There's essentially, and the trader's limited by level. The person selling is not limited by level. Um, so essentially, there's one person as a monopoly. And for everybody, it's prop board until everybody hits the level, and then they can buy it. And then everybody below them, it's the one person that just sets the price. Um, and then the next person that sets the price one ruble below and then run run ruble below that. Uh, if we could, you know, in the future, I'm sure, th again, these are all things that in the future, it'll be great when we can make our own ammo, when we can find large caches of stuff, when we when you actually have to take the time to go to a trader and buy like 10,000 rounds, put it in a cart and haul it out of the raid, right? Like those are the things that are going to make realistic market pressures. Uh, up until now, we need to not expect realistic market pressures. We need to expect a very light version of economy and then we need to try to <laughs> avoid issues that happen from people exploiting the game yeah if you just put uh if you just put more ammo into the loot tables and then just took it completely off the traders oh, then you'd have to... to see the reaction to that honestly that would be that would be a day to be alive yeah Holy but once shit. again could you imagine <laughs> once again you your comfortability is not my priority, Tweak. <laughs> what was the what was the adjustment they made like three months ago, two to three months ago, where they did something to traders? I think they changed the sell value of items to like five percent. Do you guys remember that? And you were like you were unable to like make any money in a raid. And so like in a in a matter of like twenty four hours, I went from being quite wealthy in the game to bankrupt. And because I, I was like buying all the top gear stuff, what what did they do? Did they change? Was it the sell value? Oh, they changed. They changed was, the sell value to ten percent. And and they were just like, ah, oh, this isn't permanent. But that's all they said. It's like, is it twenty four <laughs> hours? Eighty thousand rubles. You know, eighty thousand rubles to gear up, and you'd kill three guys, and you'd walk out of there with four thousand rubles worth of stuff. So there's yeah, there's literally there was no point in even getting into raids uh, at all. Not yet, at least. I think, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. You want to yeah. Well, the only way to make money was hatchet rounds, then. Yeah, but it it it, it just shows that they're willing to trial and error stuff. I, I I would like them to see. I'd like to see them trial some of the um the points about you know more ammo in raids and less more ammo or less top tier loot on traders. I think it's, it. They've got the the. All they have to do, they have to just go to a spreadsheet or whatever, and they change their fucking values of how many items are sold on a trader. I'm fairly confident you said that's how it works, Flash, or something like that. It has, it has to be. It's on the server. It, I, I don't know if it's that easy. I, I don't know if it, it, if it really is that easy. But if I was making a game and it was requesting these kind of things, it would be on some kind of database, and uh, the database would send you back a amount that the trader has an amount that and it costs. And they definitely can change the spawn value or the spawn rate of an item because. Remember when they made it so Bitcoins would spawn like 80% of the time? You'd have like six Bitcoins in a fucking safe. So they could definitely turn up ammo, ammo spawn rates and stuff like that. And just, I guess you'd have to add extra spawn rates well, on locations for ammo. But yeah, that depends on what kind of, uh, they, there could be a different system for ammo spawning. There could be a different system for like 310 spawning and stuff like that. So I, I don't know, but it, I can't see it being ultra difficult. Maybe you know the crates uh, with it? the ammo in it. They just crank that up hard. It's like because they also change the. Just make it so that it's only the good ammo there. Yes, ammo. Get rid of it. Make it so that PRS should not spawn in a box. I should not see PRS on like 
you've just debated me with ooh candy, and then I pick it up and it's a bag of dog shit. If you just I wasted even, that spot. It shouldn't even be in the game as far as I'm concerned. I don't know why PRSM was in the game. It's just there to debate new players. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all it is. Like there's no reason. Yeah. Those little white boxes. I'll go through an entire wipe without examining them because I just can't be fuck picking them up. Like, uh, I will look at them like uh, sometimes I mouse over them and it'll go examining them. I'm like, nah, nah, give a fuck. Like, and I'm a paying shit. for that now. I'm paying for that now because now literally I I I I don't even know what ammo exists for the MP7. I'm not lying. I'm level 39 and I've never seen anything other than whatever SX. I don't even know. I don't even know what exists. Uh. And uh, I don't think it's anywhere. There's APSX and uh, there's the action FMJ and FMJ. Yeah. Well, yeah, I get maybe it. Maybe that's the thing though. You, you, you can you, you can find that ammo in raid though. It's not on the loot tables for whatever reason. Like there should be boxes yeah. of that ammo lying around the place. But same as you know every they, other. Have they modeled a box for it? Have they? Like that's these are the kind of questions I guess. Yeah. As well. I mean, you can't even you can't find SP5 or SP6 rounds, and how long has the valve been in the game? You know what I mean? Like, why why is this even even yeah, M M61 rounds, M62s, well, M80 rounds? There they can't be found. I think uh, I think the the valve may not have been added uh, as an ammo loot uh, thing because the the valve is such a rare gun. Like, no one owns valves. That's it's it's restricted. Even in Russia, you can't own a vow. Like it's 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 against the Geneva Convention to use one in warfare. Like no one's just leaving ammo lying around for it. It's it's until you get gun. to level thirty seven or whatever, and then it becomes oh, there's eight billion rounds, right? So it's, <laughs> it's yeah yeah. You, you, if you want to model an economy, you have to do it fully. Otherwise, you're going to end up with all these weird market pressures and half-assed behaviors that aren't realistic. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they if they limited the supply on the traders, increased the supply in world, uh, you're then shifting the you know, you're you're, you're shifting that and that. I, but but who knows, yeah. right? Like what I'm proposing might be a great idea, but that could completely shift market pressures in some other way to break something else. That yeah. you know, if they were to implement it, it'll break it, and then there'd be four other guys on another podcast all saying, "Why did those four idiots propose these three things?" when they didn't think about these other four things that would come from it. And yeah, so that's why, that's why I can be like annoyed and frustrated at, at the things that happen um, with the game and with bugs and with features and all that stuff. But I'm, I'm never, I'll never, I'll, I'm, I make it a point to never say these people are idiots. Why are they screwing up so bad? You know, like make it personal because is, there's so much, so much, going into something like creating a game like this. Yeah, but Vladimir sitting none of behind his computer, about. you know, getting told to do the meta animations, not going, I want to fuck their fucking chi up to this. This, this code's going to be so <laughs> yeah. fucked. Like, they're not... Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just trying to make his fucking paycheck to, go home and yeah. see his family. Yeah. He's not trying to, like, stuff us over. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah. Never I can't wait to destroy this and then lose my job. <laughs> so... But, um, have we touched on uh, hackers yet? We haven't, have no. we? Have we have we got a list of uh, of items we want to go through because we talked about the market for a fair while. Yeah. Oh, go for it. I'd like to touch on hacking for at least ten seconds and talk about the the anti cheat that is in the game. Everyone that I've always had 
come into my chat has always said, why don't they just buy some anti-cheat? Why are they using their shitty in-house thing? Now, I, I had a couple of my mods go and actually look at the price of easy anti-cheat and the price is insane. It's a hundred thousand dollars a month for an implementation plus more. It's completely ridiculous for them to co to, to pay that. They do not have the money to do that. They okay to put it out there, BSG's financial records are of public record. They are a registered company in in the UK, you can go and look up their financial records. Hundred thousand dollars a month in the amount of time, in the amount of things that they have uh, sold. Yes, it's fine for the first month, but they cannot continue to pay for easy anti cheat. The best way to do it is to code an in house solution. Can we stop talking about putting easy anti cheat in the game and just solving all our problems? Because one, everyone knows what easy anti cheat is. A battle eye is more expensive than uh, easy hand anti cheat uh, Honda, and it's completely the the costs that they pay for these are completely ludicrous. They need to code an in house solution. It is the only thing that is possible. They are doing their best. They're not going to ban a single player because you ask them to ban a single player. They are going to find a way to ban everyone that is using a specific anti-cheat. They're not going to... Okay, you've got 10,000 flies in your house. You don't walk around with a fly swatter, man. You call an exterminator. That's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, they are going to work their way through it. Yes, it takes a lo right, little bit so more time to find a way. Obviously, but they're, they're trying to hard. do something that's... Well, they can make their own anti-cheat. That's perfectly acceptable. There's a lot of frustration with cheaters in the game. I don't really call cheater unless I see a speed hacker. Um, it, it's usually obvious when someone's cheating and it's speed hacking, and it's not just a bit of desync. Um, but I think Counter Strike has the called the Overwatch system or some shit, where people can like the community can go check out. You know, yeah, we've got emissary. Is it emissary? Emissaries, missionaries. I don't know. The people in Tarkov, emissaries. emissaries yeah. That's the one. They're meant to be trusted members of the, the Battlestate crew. You know, maybe have some sort of reporting method for temporary. Like, hey, this person should be on the radar. Go check out. Um, you know, watch this person. Uh, I don't know. They've got some sort of replay methods, or at least um, you know, there's other ways that you wouldn't have to. But one the the problem that I have with that though is that the vast majority of people that are encountering uh, what they call hackers is not always hackers. It's usually just a bug in the game. The game is buggy. The netcode is 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 not the best. People teleport. You go back and watch your replays. What like watch us watch us get killed. I, I had a at a a thing uh, a death before where I was shooting a guy. I went to aim at his head and then he just teleported three meters to the right. That's terrible anti-code. He's not speed. That's terrible netcode. He's not. He's not speed hacking. It's very hard to call cheater, and I highly doubt that someone has gone into every game they've played tonight and been killed by a hacker. I play eight hours a night. I play what thirty raids a night. I see one hacker a month. Are they just avoiding yep. streamers? Do they? Do they not want to no, get caught? I I totally agree with you, man. I get people in every day that tell me, "Oh, I ran into hacker here, hacker there." Watch out for this guy's name. He's on this map right now. And I'm like, what server are you on? It's like NA. It's always NA. At least on EU servers, 
I've ran into two hackers. One of which, yeah, yeah, like what one of which I'm not even sure if he was cheating. It was sus. It was really sus. But the first one I knew for sure he was a cheater. But like that's two I've ran into so far this wipe. I barely run into cheaters. But apparently NA has this huge problem with them. But then again, we run into the case of where somebody just gets one tapped out of nowhere and then all of a sudden they think they were killed by a cheater because they thought from where they were there was no way they could have been shot. We saw this in Black Sight when we used to take hacker reports. And people would post clips from their streams or their shadow play clips and we'd watch through them. And it would be left up to us to determine whether they were cheaters or not. And a lot of the times people were posting clips. It was just like, how do you know this guy was cheating? You got one tap through a window and you didn't know where the guy was from a suppressed shot that was 100 meters away. It's like, you can't leave this up to the community to do because if that was still a thing in Blackside, it would be all we do over there. That's all we do all day, every day is go over clips. And maybe it, one in every 10 clips, yeah, it was a cheater. But then even still, sometimes we're like, yeah, it was sus. But like, I would be only saying that you, know, you do I don't know. 100% without a doubt, speed hack, moving around, doing, you know, those 1080s fucking, yeah, yeah they're laying on the ground. Going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I would like a method to get rid of those guys. Like they're the ones you can't, you can't call ESP though. Like I've, I have legitimately had people message me and say, "Hey, my account has been banned. I was using ESP. I'm really sorry. I feel like I've let down the community." And I, and I'm just like, "Did how? What's your, what was your, what was your survival rate?" And they're like, 10 percent." It's like. Uh, you're really doing that much you must be a terrible shot like it's 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 not people aren't using super detectable hacks all the time if they're using speed hacks yes okay you do see the odd speed hacker that's flying by like a lamborghini call it out okay that's fine but if someone's using asp or aim hacks you very very rarely know that they are it's so impossible to tell man it's you can't you can't tell that someone if if someone you call it come up behind someone and they spin around instantly and one tap you the fact is you might be behind on the server they might have just actually been looking at you all the time they, they could have already been killing you by the time you're looking at them man they could have had a, a small noise heard they did a flick spin did the best shot of their life you can't confirm or didn't like confirm that that wasn't just yeah. there their Will, uh, Will Ferrell old school blackout moment during the debate. It's just, it just happens. Yeah. The best example of this thing, these things is when you happen to get killed by some super sketchy, weird thing. And then you realize the person that killed you is a streamer, um, even if you're yeah. streaming. So you're able to see it from both perspectives. The best clip I ever put up on Reddit uh, was, and somehow I got flamed for it, was, uh, was basically I was running down a corridor and a guy peeked out. This is a glass glass hallway in factory. The guy started spraying me, and I was just eating bullets, eating bullets, eating bullets. All of a sudden, bang, I stopped, and he was instant dead. On my screen, I was running. I saw him peek out, scared me. I accidentally fat-fingered prone, so like went flat, and then I sprayed him in his face, and he didn't hit me with a single bullet. Um, you see stuff like that, and, and that sh right there should be enough for any intellectually honest person to say, we can never know if someone's cheating or not yeah. in like 98% of the cases. And the people yeah. that, that claim that they got killed by ESP, they also have no idea how to tell, you know, left and right sound and they're playing on 7.1. I've got a clip of two yeah. streamers. Um, one guy is prone behind a 
couch, a, a couch interchange. on interchange. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent cannot see him on the other streamer's image. He was crouched behind it and he was just getting pummeled. Like to the guy, he thought he was, no, he was prone, standing up. He was yeah. standing up. So it was like on one person's screen, the guy's standing up. The other person's screen is prone. It's like, well, he was like, how was the guy able yeah. to hit me through the couch when he couldn't even see me? And the other guy's like, what an idiot yeah. standing in the open. Yeah. Just so, just to clarify, we are not saying there are no hackers in Tarkov. I'm just saying that hacky, uh, buying anti-cheat is really expensive. They're going to code their own, get used to it. They're not going to ban some dude that kills you twice because you had a crap day and you took a couple of clips of him. And uh, three, they're getting around to it. Give them some fucking time. Like, Valve still has cheaters. CSGO's been out for 10 years. Hey, never going to be perfect. Yeah, it's unfortunate. That's all I've got to say about it. I, I think just the, <laughs> the point we're trying to make is unless there's some guy speed hacking going with that prone thing around you, obviously trolling you, you never know. It could be desync, it could be anything. They could be hacking. They just, it could be ESPN and aim hacking and all. But ended, you just have no clue. I've stopped calling hack <laughs> on my stream. Did you just say ESPN? Yeah, ESPN. And uh, <laughs> they could be playing ESPN <laughs> in the background, you know? Like, <laughs> Who knows, guys? Like, it's just what we're saying is just, it's all right, guys. All right. Yeah. We all, we all feel it. We all experience it. Yeah. No, I just, I just wanted to, I just, because there's a lot of people that say, why don't they just buy anti-cheat? Why don't they just fix it instantly? Like, it's, there's a, a few clarifications that I thought I wanted to give around what my opinions are on it, because it seems as though a lot of people come in just saying, they should just fix the problem when it's... How, it's how hard can it be, though? <laughs> it can't be that hard. You, you, yeah. All right. It's, uh, we're getting close to the two-hour mark, so let's just quickly... Chat, if you want to spam some questions, we'll uh, do a quick short answers the best that we can. Uh, direct them at people, and then we'll um, that person can answer it. And then uh, we'll wrap it up soon. I know Tweet's been up all night, and he's also got a, a date with a beautiful um, woman. And, um, don't, don't rush because of me. I'm uh, so and I, I, I like to try and keep these around the two-hour mark. So, um, yeah. So, open the floor to chat. And, yeah. Do I think scouts are too aimbody? Not really. No. At times, sometimes. Batman scavs. Uh, can you expand, Evan, please? Why? Uh, why allocate in a small business your coders and designers to develop new content when a company as small as Battlestate should be invested fully in the present issues? Am I missing something, or am I just a whiny consumer? You're not a whiny consumer. You just don't realize that if there's 30 people on a team, 10 of them are like experts in animations, 10 of them are experts in networking, 10 of them are, so you don't want the animations guy working on net code bugs because he'll just screw it up more, right? So people have the things that they're good at and they tend to kind of silo into the things that they're good at. So you don't, if you have 30 engineers, you don't have 30 people that can do and fix anything. So just keep that in mind. Um, with the leaderboard, people asking me about kill-death ratios, I think, um, you can use the leaderboard to, to test to see if someone is a hacker or a cheater. Thing is, um, if you have only played for a couple of hours and you only died like two or three times, but you were farming factory with your mates and using your mates as human shields and you killed like 15 scavs a raid, kill like 150 scavs, die one time, you'll have 150 kill death ratio. Uh, just take that into account. And there's some people that 
play really slow on shoreline and other maps like that. Uh, 40 minute raids to kill 20 scavs. They don't die very often because they kill so many per Something raid. like smoke. Yeah. Smoke never dies. You know. It's too careful. So that gives the pe people to have a really high kill death ratio. Jump in slash or... Do you think... Do you think it's worth playing the game right now? Hell yes. It's a great game. It's way better than any FPS I've played. I played Battlefield 5 on the beta release and it had way more bugs than this. You would shoot people and they would teleport far further than scavs did. I, th I think, just uh, this is an answer to a question, but just guys, we absolutely love this game. We're very all very passionate about it. Um, like Tweak and I, full-time streamers now, slash I... Don't think he's going to be too far away from going full time. And Veritas wants I'll finish next Wednesday. And Veritas would love to stream full time. And we're all very passionate about this game. Uh, I'll be honest: if this game is successful, it makes my life better financially, at least. But it 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 doesn't mean the end of the world if the game doesn't succeed. But we do actually love this game. I started playing this game. I think all of us play this game now for about a year plus, and we wouldn't be able to play two thousand plus hours each on a game that was shit. We all love it. We just are passionate about it. And we like to give the opportunity to you guys to be able to uh, hear our thoughts, opinions, grievances, all that kind of stuff on the game that we're so passionate about. We love it. We live and breathe and eat it every day. All I do is talk of. When I'm it's not like fighting with your wife. <laughs> it's you love her and it's it's it, if you didn't love her you know it wouldn't be it wouldn't be so painful it wouldn't be so sad and, and hard you know yeah. you just I leave fight with her because i love her <laughs> i think twitchy wants to know what awesome. each of our streamer items would be tweak uh would either have to be a set of purple gunners or i guess a big fuck off vape i suppose i don't, I don't know <laughs> very tough I've heard two. I've heard two things proposed. One I think could actually be done, which is uh, like just a guitar pick, like a golden guitar pick or something like that. Or another one is a guitar case that's like a weapon case, but it can only hold other streamer items. That's the only thing it can hold. <laughs> I thought that would be actually pretty sick. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Please, Nikita. Uh, I've had a couple. Uh, a, a shoe that you can uh, you can drink out of to get hydration. For shoeies, or a uh, box of extra, extra small slash puppy branded condoms. <laughs> That's, uh... Feels bad, man. I got asked. Yeah. I said I wanted my uh, firefighter helmet in the game, but actually, I would like to change it now to actually a non-lootable item, which is a uh, plague doctor that sits on the customs desk in uh, the big red warehouse. And as you walk into the room, you uh, it flicks at you, and it's a bobblehead, so it'll just like shake its head at you, and well, it's flicked at you, and that that's it. That's all it does. It's it's just a full like. Easter egg, uh, nothing more. Uh, that's sick. It'd be cool to see them do more stuff like that, like you know, putting random little things in, you know, a picture. certain like lesser explored areas of the map to go, oh shit, that's you know, this dude's thing or whatever. That'd be cool instead of uh, in game items. Yeah. All right. Um, BSG, listen. I think I honestly do think BSG are, are actively trying to listen to their community, but they're also very busy. Large amounts of um of uh stuff to do. I don't know if it's seventy or eighty or forty teams big. I, I'm guessing it wouldn't be, but um you know they're all got jobs to do. They don't have all day to sit around and watch streams and talk to us. Um, so when they do, they probably try and take it in as much as they can. But it is what it is. Well, I mean, this is uh like I work a part time job and um 
and uh, stream, and I don't have time to scratch my nuts, and I assume that these guys work 12-plus hours a day. I very highly doubt that they have time to do anything else, man. Like, they would go home and be brain dead. Like, it's, and the it's last a thing they want to do is Tarkov. They don't want to think yeah. about Tarkov. They don't want to look at Tarkov. They don't yeah. want to... Yeah, these guys have families. Just remember that when you're flaming them on the internet. Like, these guys are humans. Do not rip into them and smash them for this. I know that humans make mistakes. We're all imperfect. But smashing them and saying that they're doing a shit job, when they've produced a game that sits like in the top 10 of, of Twitch with a team so small, give them some credit, boys. They're doing their best. We all rail, we all rail on them, but we're trying to be constructive. They are human. Passion, passionate railing. Yeah, passionate railing. Yeah, we want to help. We want to help. When you sit there and call them fuckheads, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're not helping. Passionate and that's And that's, and that's on the good days as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do I think about in-game VoIP? I would love to listen to uh, Cheeky Breaky uh, Russian Hard Bracing Factory every time I ran it. That would be awesome. Oh, no. I just had people mosing, man, just following me around. <laughs> <laughs> As long as they have a way to turn it off. Yeah, as long as there's like control yeah. M and I can mute all in-game comms. I can just do something yeah. like that, turn it off, and then when I turn it back on, I just hear hard bass and I don't know, someone going, Pistol back to me, boys, in the background. Like, it's, you know, it's like, as long as I can, yeah. 100 plus people, not a small studio. How, how many people do you think uh, DICE has? <laughs> who's, who's DICE? 100, I, 100 uh, plus... They could have 200. That's a small studio, my man. Yeah. GTA has over 500 developers. Just developers, not, not, art, not art people. Not art people. Sorry, art people. <laughs> you have a art useless people. degree. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. I think we might wrap it up here. There's, there's so many questions. We, we could spend all night uh, talking about that. It's already uh, 1 a.m. for Slash, 1 a.m. for me, and uh, Veritas got work to do. And Week's got a date, so guys, thank you very much for um for today, uh, hanging out and uh, what do you call it, and having a chat. It's good to be able to just you know talk between us and streams. Unfortunately, I don't get to hang out with uh, Tweak very often. Uh, it's probably the most I've ever spoken to Tweak before, really. And um, you know, and and then Veritas, it's hard to get a really good chance to talk to him as well. So it's good for you guys to get the opportunity time to zones. uh, yeah, time zones a bitch for everyone to have an opportunity to uh hear our opinions as well I'm, I'm thank you very much guys if you're not already uh following these three beautiful people I'm gonna sp once i can get access to the yeah i'd love it if you guys could go to their channels give them a follow check them out next time they're streaming if you enjoy their stuff hang out there more often uh this is you know a really passionate thing for all of us um thanks uh tweak veritas and uh slash i think Got my name, didn't you? No, I didn't get, get your name at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys happy to send everyone over to Ghost Freak? Yes. Yeah. 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 He's, he's the man. Guys, Ghost Freak 66 has been on the panel with us uh, plenty of times. He has lots of opinions about this game. Beautiful man. He's probably the best player in Tarkov, and I'm not even bullshitting. He's, if not the best, legit. He, he, him and Warren. I'm, 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 just so you guys know that uh, the tournament that uh, King Panda is organizing, I've already shotgun ghost. So just <laughs> back the fuck up. 
<laughs> if you guys aren't uh, already following Ghost Freak, make sure you go give him a follow too and uh, ask him these questions because he's an absolute legend of this game. Um, thank you everyone again for hanging out today and guys, we'll hopefully be able to do this in another couple of weeks. Um, hopefully with more more information about what's going on with all these issues that we've spoken about. Uh, we do love the game and yeah, thank you very much for hanging out today. Guys, if you want to say something. You thank you guys. 30 seconds or so. See ya. Moist. Twitch, Twitch Prime, Twitch Prime, Twitch Prime. <laughs> Twitch. Like, national team, national team. <laughs> Holy crap, you've listened all the way to the end, so I'm gonna sing my end credits. So guys, could you please go down and follow all the other guys in the podcast on their Twitch channels and their YouTube channels. Subscribe their YouTubes and ask them any questions that you like. Go for it. Love you. Toodles.